We are here, y'all, to break down uh, and review You People on Netflix. Quick synopsis, uh, a new couple and their families reckon with modern love amid culture clashes, societal expectations, and generational differences. Test one two three. You know who I be. It's your boy Don Wall, aka Moral Support. Welcome to another episode of Embrace Matters of Richmond. I'm joined here, of course, with the homie Carl, and as also we are joined by friend of the show, back by popular demand. Back, uh, popular what do you know? <laughs> it's like I never left. She's back. Oh my gosh. She's back. Taylor Scott is on our episode today. She is going to help us. Break down mm-hmm. Netflix's latest hit film, You People, starring Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, Nia Long, and Laura London with director Kenya Barris. Uh, but first, before we get into that, uh, I have a big fact. I have a big fact, someone to shout out. Mm. Uh, and this is a little different. I think, well, so we embrace everybody. We embrace black, white, whatever. And we are... Um, I think with our shout outs, we've been shouting out black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. We've been spotlighting black owned businesses. Uh, but this business is not black owned, okay. but it deserves recognition. Yes. When I say Richmond staple, most of you embraces out there might already go there. Shout out goes to Vondelier Tire Pros. Oh. <laughs> okay. Vondelier Tire Pros has been taking care of customers and vehicles and RVA since 1921. Damn. That's wild. They are a family-owned and operated business serving RVA. If you need tires, light truck tires, SUV tires from major brands like Bridgestone, Firestone, Fusion, etc., they got you. They also provide tire services that help you protect your investment, like alignments, nitrous fill, or nitrogen fill, I'm sorry, not nitrous, please not nitrous. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, they do tire repairs and tire rotations. Vondelier Tire Pros located at 2526 Chamberlain Avenue, Richmond, Virginia. That's 23222. Hit them up at 804-500-0385. That's Vondelier Tire Pros. Thank you guys so much for being, and this is personal because I take my vehicles there for that. years. Thank you guys so much for being trustworthy. There are so many places that do car work that you can never trust them. Mm -hmm. To tell you the truth, you feel like they're trying to swindle you. Vondelier tells you the truth, even if it's a hard truth, but they do their best to take care of your car. And they do their best to extend their help to you. There's a lot of times where I've gone there and they've done stuff for free. Oh, wow. Just because. Just because you're like, you know what? No charge. We be here. We got you. It's yeah. one where you're so passionate. I, I <laughs> it's real love, love right there. They know. And I, I know the owner. I know his son. That's and awesome. I know the the guy that's about to take over is the youngest is is the son's son. Family business. Yeah. It's a family business. And he was telling me about how, yeah, he's gonna take it over. He's looking at different locations because he wants to expand. But you know, there's problems with expansion. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bro, just do it, man. Like you go for it. Vondelier tire is a staple. Like you guys are so trustworthy, and that goes a long way. So shout so. out Vondelier Tires. We love you guys. Only trustworthy people around my vehicles. If you know, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Only trustworthy <laughs> people. Go to Vondelier. If you got any problems with your tires, Vondelier. Did you, not to mar what you said, but you know where you get like, shady from? 
The what? Shady. Like shady? something shady. Oh, like if it's shady? Yeah. What about like? It's like shade tree. Shade tree mechanic. <laughs> the place is, is called thing? shade yeah, tree? That's what I heard. I thought you were saying, so where do you go if you need something shady? It's like somebody working like in the shade. Like if you want some shady work. No. I don't no. want that. No. no I'm so sorry. these guys are, these guys are not that. Just Hilarious. So you know. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know that's funny. Shade tree work. Trivial fact. <laughs> before he, you know. Oh my god! Taylor was really wondering why. <laughs> Man, why yeah. would I need shady work done? <laughs> shady work. Oh my gosh! Uh, so getting into our main squeeze, we are here, y'all, to break down uh, and review you people on Netflix. And mm. I know a lot of you guys have watched it, <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of you liked it. I mean, I've seen on. I couldn't hide from it. I tried to. <laughs> You couldn't hide from it. You I tried. Turn yeah, on TikTok it was every two seconds. We'll quick, a video about everybody it. Everybody loved it. It was a quick turnaround, yeah. Everybody loved it. Quick synopsis. Uh, a new couple and their families reckon with modern love amid culture clashes, societal expectations, and generational differences. Is that what the internet says about the movie? No, that's what I made up. Okay. Oh, okay. If, you go, if you go on uh, Netflix right now to watch the movie, um, the first line of the like a uh, detail about the show uh-huh. uh, says, uh, like amazing comedy that skyrocketed to number one Netflix store, Netflix movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's literally sitting at number eight right now. Okay. So initial, too funny. initial thoughts, Taylor, you go first. Um, <laughs> initial thoughts this movie? overall. Oh yeah. I didn't need to watch that. That was a waste of my hour and 58 minutes. Um, mm. not just from like picturesque, like, you know, cool. I love Jonah Hill. Like, let me like cast great. Uh, I just didn't need to watch that movie. That was that movie. Just it wasn't wasn't giving me what I needed to see from that POV. If that's what was gonna happen, right? And like I'm not. I went to a school that was used to be an all boys Jewish orphanage, mm. so I grew up with all the Jews. So it's just kind of like if we're gonna have a movie yeah. about this, and I know the life. Yeah, I want to see some real stuff. Like that was right. just kind of like wow. Like this was boo. That's how I felt. I feel you. Carl, what are your initial thoughts? It might be a clean sweep here, y'all. Oh, no, I loved it. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, phenomenal. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, oh this is going to be an interesting right. episode. Uh, I, I, it's pretty loaded. So I come to it with the like the previous knowledge, Sidney Poitier, you know, he's coming. Yes. And the 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 second reiteration of that, guess who? And that's Ashley and Kutcher and so, Bernie Mac. Yeah. But the the roles are very similar to the last one with Ashton Kutcher and this one where it's like Black Dad. Yeah. So I'm wondering, you know, if that's part of this discussion. But anyway, as far as like how it went down it was really awkward, like the chemistry between them. Was just, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was hyperbole, if it needed to be hyperbole, or they just were trying too hard, especially with bringing in a lot of like the, the cultural relevance mm-hmm. into it. So it kind of put either white adjacent Jewish family and the black family mm-hmm. in a bad light. That's the only light I saw from the movie. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. on a platform like Netflix, it's really sugary, so a lot of people are going to flock to it and come right. away with a point of view that it's not quite accurate. Right. Um, How did you feel about the movie? Mm. Oh, thank you. Mm. Thank you, Taylor. Um, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I repeat. Let me be really clear, <laughs> Embracers. You And some of y'all that support and listen, y'all know me. <laughs> I... 
I will say, we'll, we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. I did not like this film. I am a humongous Spike Lee fan because I believe he makes black content that's unapologetic because we don't need to apologize for anything. Mm-mm. We didn't do, I mean, I mean, on, on individual basis, most definitely. I'm sure there's black people that's out there moving crazy, saying crazy stuff and not about unity. I get it. But that aside, there's nothing for us to apologize for. So he makes it and you have to deal with the content. There's a number of directors, Kenya Barris being one of them. And if you're listening, Kenya Barris, which I doubt it, but there may be a chance that you are. I have humongous respect for you. Humongous. Because you're able, you're in a light and you're in a space to able to create. And that's great. Mm-hmm. I don't get your content. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And I would need your help. You can come on the pod and we can talk about it. <laughs> I need your help. I need your help to understand it. It's the same with Lee Daniels. It's the same with uh, Don't Get Me Started on Tyler Perry. He's actually from New Orleans. He's my dad's neighbor. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. It's very interesting that like his work has turned it's, to what it is now. Because his trajectory wasn't like that. And that's all I'm saying. Like as someone who grew up on the plays being bootlegged in my house, most definitely, it's uh, very wild to see where we have gone now. It's wild. Six successes and everything. Yeah. And somebody has to pay the price for your success, and I feel like we have. Um, but with Kenya Barris, I mean, I liked the first couple seasons of Blackish, mm-hmm. but a lot of his content is very safe. I feel like it doesn't really challenge. Um, now, not saying that it has to. Um, specifically you people does something that triggered me. It it did something that like triggered me, made me feel uncomfortable and made me feel angry at times even. Do you know what that is? Oh yes. Okay. Um, but we'll get into that. (laughs) Um, but I don't want to just like be one sided. Uh, let's talk about the pros. Uh, what are some pros from the movie that we can pull out. I'll go first just so y'all can think. <laughs> um, Plant some seeds. There was, I did, the, the movie, if you're listening, the movie did make me laugh out loud, belly laugh out loud. Three times. There was three good, three times. solid. You counted. <laughs> those three solid times where I was like, <laughs> like it, there was a real laugh there. I did enjoy the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh, the soundtrack was the, the soundtrack best thing about the movie. The soundtrack was dope. The shout outs to Nipsey Hussle. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. I, I felt warm. Goodness, that's timely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it felt, I felt warm. Um, and I was like, wow, like, man, you know, rest in peace, Nip. Mm-hmm. Like, he, and even the shots at Marathon, at his, at his store, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, wow, man. That's all, even if it's just a shout out to store, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a mission accomplished mm-hmm. um those are my pros <laughs> oh okay yeah. those are my pros gotcha i can't even about the more. movie uh i think that <laughs> lauren london's hair was nice through the whole movie that's fair that's fair outfits and shoes were on point <laughs> that's Stylist, fair you did your thing that's all i got i, I can't <laughs> no i hear you i so for me i think what I think it was, it could have been a good movie. It could have been a good movie. That's could have been. It could have been. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, there's some choices with the writing and choices with infusing it with our time 
that could have been more appropriately executed as far as, you know, things I mentioned, why I didn't like it. So mm-hmm. what did work was like the humor, the pacing. They executed a good movie and a friend of ours talks about that as somebody just did their job. True. That's it. Yeah. Once they were done their job, they were like, I'm clocking yeah, out. It's clock a product. Out. Somebody did their job. Yeah, the cinematography it's was a product. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, cons. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a point in the movie where my boyfriend were sitting and watching, and we were just like, did they just promise Neverland montage us in the middle of this movie about their relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, you went from knowing someone in oh. the front of the hotel to now we getting lunches after this one date. And now we're hanging out for two weeks. And, and I'm supposed married. to understand that was a little much the for me backdrop too. of this relationship to understand why they break up. Like, that, it was just so rushed. Like, that that was the only thing Paige was. I was just like, why'd y'all do that? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, if y'all not going to go through that whole, like, what made them strong, there will be nothing for them to be solidified on the back end. Right. And there's nothing for us to root for. There's nothing. That's all I'm saying. You can't. I'm not rooting for them when they end up breaking up at, like, cool. Honestly, I think that's, like. That should have happened. The payoff. Like, it wasn't there because everything was, like, really sweet and fluffy in the on the front nothing. end. And then the challenges come. Sure, that tests people. That tested yeah. my, my marriage. But, like. You gotta start somewhere, and yeah. honestly, I don't see how if, that. If I don't, if I don't get it in the first two two minutes, then it looks like y'all been living in the dang cupcake phase for years. Yeah. It's not plausible. <laughs> yeah, I also um, being a huge fan of Sydney Portier mm-hmm. and being oh, yeah. a huge fan of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Um, there's a lot of things about that that we can get to in a second, but that depicts a black man with a white woman. In a challenging time. Mm-hmm. In a challenging time. And I feel like, and I've said this before, anytime we see interracial relationships, mm-hmm. it's usually a white male with whatever other fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when it comes to African Americans. It's always a white male with a black woman. Mm-hmm. You rarely see, or they rarely allow for it to develop when it's a black man and a white woman. Yeah. But that's how it is. I mean, w- when you go outside... You see way more interracial relationships than you would think that happens in cinema. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a con. It was a missed opportunity. Oh, you know what? That's also <laughs> something. Yeah, because yeah. you and I both were swirl. Well, yes, we're both. Just to let you, I mean, they. The, Hilarious. They're saying they're both swirls. It took me 2.2 seconds, everyone, to figure out what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they meant, okay? I'm sitting here like, okay, what is that? Our and audience. Y'all are very chocolate. I don't know what you're talking about. Our audience knows. <laughs> Audience knows uh, we both are down with the swirl, which means that. <laughs> that Carl and I are both African American males, and we are both married to white women. That's cute. That we can dive more into that in a different episode because I feel like it's you know th- this is this is interesting. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. Very great point you bring up because three out of two. Three two out of one, three people in here. Those swirls. That's what I'm saying. See, they don't want to put that in the movie. Miss opportunity. Yeah. Miss yeah. opportunity. Um. And I mean, even just sticking with the cons, because I feel like, well, some of the questions I have are really great. There was a lot, but um, I feel like Eddie Murphy's character was a caricature. I felt like he was. Yes, exactly. Yep. You know, Mm -hmm. but in contrast, 
Jonah Hill was the only normal person in the movie. No. Other, th- other than, other than the, Laura London. The, the buzzer, uh, and, and or the, the friend. friend. The yeah, friend was yeah. normal. Mm-hmm. I think the friend was normal. The I friend think was normal. But Jonah like, Hill's character is a little fetishized. Fetishizing. Yes. Well, I have another question about oh, okay. that his, too. His whole character. Uh, well, okay. mm-hmm. We'll get to that. <laughs> it's like, is this Jonah Hill or is this the character? I'm um, confused. Are we, exactly. What are we supposed to be doing right here? Um, But w- I felt like the mom, or at least her, the issue with Which the mom, oh, yeah. with Jonah Hill's mom mm-hmm. in, in the film, mm-hmm. that I was, and I said this last night because I tried to rewatch it, but I didn't get through the second one. Um, I said, I run into more of that in real life than someone would run into Eddie Murphy's character. That's all I'm saying. Like, Jonah Hill, mom, real life, somebody on the street. That's Two normal. days ago, I went to go get some food from a little market. Oh, my God. I love you. Put your nose. Ma'am. Touch your hair. Ma'am. 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 Get too close. Ah, yeah, it's like that. Yeah. I was like that. There was something ground. Yeah. Yeah, they completely Most definitely, but very tone deaf. But but as other, I mean, my family is very pro-black. You know, my grandmother studied some of, you know, my grandmother and my aunt, they studied some of Minister Farrakhan's stuff. I wouldn't say that they're Muslim or, you know, but they're very proud black people. Yeah. And they have their views, but they they've shown nothing but love to my wife, nothing but love. And, you know, so like it just this movie did something for me. My first question, let me get to that, um, is were there any social issues in the film you think shouldn't have been addressed in this type of genre? Say that again. Are there any social issues in the film that the film addresses that you think shouldn't have been addressed in a comedy? I don't think the whole slave v. Jews and like yep. I don't think that debate ever needs to be depicted in comedy. N- never needs ever. to be debated no. in comedy. Ever. It's, it's not even too a fair touchy comparison. It's too touchy, it's, and like like especially when you have people like Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy trying to back that comedy up. People who I feel like general public they like them so much that they're not going to say anything behind that. They're right. going to be like the actor said that. Right. They're just acting like that. Like, okay, but somebody wrote that. Right. Wrote right. That. Like, what are we? What are we talking about? You know, like, okay, well, what? What made you think when that was said? You know, what did you think? Like, a lot of other people heard that too. You know, so like, what? Now yeah. let's talk about. It. Now we got to talk about it. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think that's something you can be as informed as you need to be in order to bring that up in a comedy mm-hmm. to make it. You know, fun of it yeah. in a way. Yeah. There's things in our past, you know, like uh, Mel Brooks. He he mm-hmm. he made a fun out of a lot of racial things, but they actually broke the tension in his comedies. Right. But yeah. this year, I don't know if that's it's not a fair comparison, and it's still too recent. Very yeah. recent. Very recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know recent being you know there was a recent uproar with you know first it was Kanye West who made his remarks, mm-hmm. and then um, you know Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. and his tweets. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they went to work on this right after that. Really? Like Honestly, they was like, I felt like it came out as someone who, like my yeah. boyfriend with his basketball life, like understanding how like that was still going on and seeing the movie come out. I was like, wow, we're really on this like They're just cashing this in on that timeline of like, okay, let's let's put it out. Right. Um, and I mean that that bothered me. I think um, <clears throat> the social issue of interracial marriage or interracial stuff, I I, I think is just is still too taboo of a topic to just be like let's make a comedy out of it unless you are as talented as uh, as a mel brooks or even a jordan peele mm-hmm. 
Ooh, you know, that'd be a different genre. That'd be a different genre. <laughs> You're right. And Jordan Peele had his type of guests yeah, who's coming to exactly. dinner. Yeah. And it was a horror. And it was a horror. Yeah. Exactly. It was real. It was real. It was real. But that was also a comedy horror. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm like, still laughing. I was like, that was, that was crazy. Subtle humor <laughs> to that. Subtle humor. But if you don't, I think this is, if you don't know what you're doing, or if you're just trying to cash in, then these things are way too delicate for you to just play around with like that. Um, because you you might be sending the wrong idea or message. Yeah. Um, I thought appropriation was something that's like, it's in there, but it's not really being addressed. With uh, the fashion, the sneakers. Exactly. That's exactly what language. I was saying. It's like, oh, I love yeah. Jonah Hill, and I know you stylish. Well, we, I know you stylish. Well, we can jump to that question right now. Is Ezra, Jonah Hill's character, appropriating <laughs> black culture? Yes. I would. I would say yes. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I think that as a character, it is appropriation. Mm-hmm. However, if I met that dude in real life, that's what I'm saying. That's I, I wouldn't feel like, know. I feel like yeah. it. The character could have been Jonah Hill just playing himself, mm-hmm. but the character itself is not Jonah Hill. It's Ezra. Yeah. So the right. character itself is appropriating black culture. Right. Does that mean like you know if I see Jonah Hill walking on the street in that outfit, do I think he's appropriating? It's like it's Jonah Hill. Yeah, so, yeah. so just like I mean Jonah Hill, I put Eminem in that category. I don't. I would never think these people are appropriating, because it's deeper than just this is what quote unquote black people do. Yeah. Or this is what they say. Or this is how they carry themselves. Or this is how they dress. But in the movie, it felt like well. It felt like he was well, aware of that stuff. Yeah, it was just like with, it with his best friend, but right. not really comprehend. Just like having the conversation being like, oh, I don't really think. Uh, I'm not. I don't really agree with you. Why black and brown people, like white and black people, can't be together and can't date that out, and then in the end, just come up to right. to say that you you get it now. The whole it just like, makes me think. So you really don't get a lot then. If you didn't see from yeah. the beginning, why those two probably won't work in the end. That yeah. means it took you the whole movie, which is almost essentially like the time of life that you had to deal with her to right. really understand that social aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, just, I mean, even the, the Drake terminology where he compared himself <laughs> to like, <laughs> when he compared himself to views, Drake, you know, and he was he like, said, yeah, I want to be, there, there was so much Drake there. I was a box for my, my TV. I was about to, I'm about to stop. I don't want to hear views Drake another time. There was a moment where he said lit and it just didn't sound right coming out of his mouth. Um, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he said fit also. He was like, I like your fit. I remember when their first little... Oh, when they were at the date. The, uh, yeah. yeah. And then and she was like, I like your fit. Shoes, and then we had that montage. And it didn't see. I was just like... <laughs> like the, and even just like the, the basketball scene. And all, and I, oh I just my felt gosh, like the everything basketball was, scene. Everything was so like stereotypical black. The barbershop scene with the fake gangsters sitting in blue. The Crips. Oh my god. The gosh. fake Crips sitting yeah. in blue. <clears throat> I'm like, this is so like cliche stereotypical black. but even him coming out of there and explain, expressing to eddie Mar- yeah you had me go in there and be in there like with the crypts i was like even that conversation was cliche most definitely like yeah the conversation was a cliche conversation i've heard that most definitely seen it. yeah yeah so i mean some of the some of these topics we try to teach on i mean we've we've had episodes on appropriation oh, yeah, when we were f- focusing on that yeah and it's because people don't know too much, it's important for people to be clear on what's going on. 
And sometimes in comedy, I mean, I completely understand this is a comedy. <clears throat> relax. I mean, I feel like people just relax. It's not that big of a deal. But it is, though. Right. The reason why it's a big deal is because not enough people know the the harsh realities about it. And it's still so fresh that people can have misconceptions. And we don't want misconceptions. We, we're trying to build unity. And unity doesn't come from misconception. Um, yeah. And it, and it makes me wonder about what their goal was in producing this film. I'm pretty sure that, you know, this is relevant. This is a topic we, you know, can talk about. People can learn from. But it really doesn't achieve that because of mm-hmm. the content doesn't doesn't go to depth. Don't learn anything about the history. Don't learn anything about the history of the people. They don't have a mutual ending where they come to get like it's not no resolve. Like it like it they, was, just, they just solve like oh we, we hurt our children. At the end of the day, it. white people, black people don't eat That's that's what you. That's that was that. You don't even know why Akbar is the way he is, other than the fact that he's like oh he's Muslim, so this is what he thinks. Like that, like it was just so much stuff not shown. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even with that, um, is any of Akbar's actions or the things that he d- did in the film, do you feel like any of them are excusable? Mm, I know this is a hot. This is a hot question. I, I don't know. I I understand you know having you know a bitter root, mm-hmm. but the way he you know, was Ezra. portrayed. I can't yeah. say the way he he treated it, the way he was portrayed. I don't know if it's if that's real, right? Uh, you know, especially in, in a storyline like in that. Life, yeah, I don't think I see people like that. You know, it was a hard change, yeah. but you know, it's it just didn't. It seemed like me. that character was built off what they thought Malcolm X was. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, and like I said, like I the family I come from and the people I know, that's not how they would act, or at least they they're they're more concerned about respect and love mm-hmm. than treating you a certain it's it's almost as if they tried to take the racism that whites have created mm-hmm. and put this on a black character and saying that black muslims are the black counterparts to white clansmen <coughs> excuse me <coughs> My mouth is dry. I gotta drink water. <laughs> I definitely have friends like that who, or past family members who are Muslim who don't talk to white people or haven't in the past. Mm-hmm. And because, like, how we've just generationally grown, they've grown as well. And they're not like that. And that's yeah. all, like, I just felt like, like I felt like I, I personally just saw a lot of things that reflected my life in the movie that just weren't real. Yeah. Like, you care to dive in? I grew up and I went to a school that was Jewish. So yeah. like I was around predominantly all white Jewish kids. Like mm-hmm. Yom Kippur off. Yeah. Okay, I mean I'm all the holidays, you know, like I'm I'm we're hanging, we're chilling. I don't think we've ever had fights like that. Like I've seen fights yeah. like that, like seen like even between like the most culturally different kids, like I don't see their parents acting like that. Yeah. You know, like it just was very different from my observation on mm-hmm. what they think those two cultures go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, I I have a really good friend of mine that I went to high school with and she's Jewish. 
And in high school, we had that conversation. We had that like slavery, mm-hmm. the Holocaust yeah. conversation. But it wasn't an argument. It's not. And I like, feel like it, with us, it's never, it never is. Yeah, it never is. And it wasn't that we were trying to one up or which one would like, because we both literally mutually said, I remember, you can't compare the two. You can't compare. And, we're, you know, we're not trying to compare tragedies. They both were awful. Exactly. And that's why we both need to be talking about it, and just you know, expressing. like on the same page, sharing, and unified because our both of our people have dealt with hardship. So, like, I mean, that brings me to a really great question I had: is 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 there beef between African Americans and the Jewish community? I don't have none. I don't yeah. have one either. Yeah, I, I never. I feel, I feel uh, akin. That's what I'm about to say. Me and the Jewish community. Oh, that's my pe- Everyone at Newman, Isidore Newman School, anybody over there hear this, y'all all know I rock with Shout you the long out. and the strong way. Yeah, because I don't I don't know nothing about no beef between the Jews. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, any blacks out there got beef with the Jews? I, I don't know. That's probably, like like you said earlier, an individual problem. Yeah. Maybe even like a, like a community you know, like local community kind of thing, but yeah. no, I don't think so. I, and myself personally, I feel akin, you know, just like uh, okay. being a Christian mm-hmm. and, you know, just spending so much time digging in my Bible and learning more about Jesus's culture and background and the lineage and just what the, the disciples did once Jesus ascended, what the disciples did and what their mission was to unite the, the Jewish community and the Gentiles, yeah. you know, and that we are, because of Christ, we're one. Yeah. So I feel personally akin to it. You know, I'm like, I need that's you. Bro. I, like, I, that's bro. Like, I need you to learn more about what I'm studying. We're trying to go to the promised land together. To go to the same place. True. So, like, I don't feel like there's any beef at all. And, um, you know, this, I had to ask myself the question, and I'm going to ask this to y'all. You know, what, what was this movie trying to, like, feed us? Like, what was it trying to shove down our throats? I have to ask that question nowadays because there's so much. Yeah, I I think it was trying to show that there's more to what's on the surface when it comes to romance and people's differences and all the intersectionality that happens, you know, within people. So white adjacent Jewish man and, you know, this this black family who is Muslim and in Los Angeles in this time, in this era, you know, there's still beef and. They still need to work it out, but it misses because it just, mm-hmm. it's only superficial. Yeah. That's just an interesting point. I definitely feel like I see like the, what comes across to the movie for me, I guess really wouldn't be the most prominent thing I guess people would see. Cause mm-hmm. I guess when I watched it, it really just threw a lot of questions in my head of like, why would y'all put this out? And okay. the questions mm-hmm. I get, like, why would y'all put this? Like, did y'all want me to just assume like continue with local issues like we said this came around like about like how read things all mm-hmm. of that like did y'all want me to just continue on with that like conversation mm-hmm. did you want me to feel like white people are starting to wake up and think about these type of situations or did you want me to think that this is how every day uh if i walk on my house this is what i'm seeing right. you know are you trying to give me an accurate representation of what is outside my door because it's not it's not like yeah. there's just so many things that i think they could have gone through in their head that I just don't think would have reflected real life or what I would have taken back. Yeah. You know, like, I think, like I said, I think one of the main things I got from is really that white people are just thinking right now. Like, they're, they're thinking about whether it's us v. them or just, you know, how can we get along? What's to come from us as people? Mm. You know, like, 
are they scared? I don't know. <clears throat> they should be. I don't yeah. know. Like, you know, like that's what I'm saying. I feel like that, like that's pr- primarily what I'm getting from the movie is like, they're in a different state yeah. of mental like crisis almost. Yeah. Like what is to come? Yeah. Like if we can't stop the situation, we need to create a beef because yeah. I, they don't want to see us come up. And I feel like that's what happens. Right. And let me be clear. If anybody is of, of Jewish descent, uh, listening to this podcast or know someone or whatever, know this, the the black people of the black congregation of the United States of America is not plotting anything against you. Yeah, no. the, like Carl said, there may be individuals that has issue, They're but weird. The, the congregation of all of us are just trying to live in peace mm-hmm. and deal with the discrimination and systematic racism that is still plaguing our community. We we just trying to come up. Like we trying to survive. Right. And if you can't see that, then this movie didn't do its job. But what it should have did was highlight both people's unique struggle and that two beautiful people from both can communities come can come should. together. If the right. movie would have ended with them together, I swear to God, <laughs> I would have been so happy because I would have been real. I'd be like, all right, cool. We 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 dealt with your dad being because me and my boyfriend literally would say, and I just would have told you we we're moving or we we're, we're leaving them. Like, right. I'm not about to be with you for all these months talking about getting married. You didn't say yes, and are you trying to flake? You trying you trying to flake? Because you. What you movie are we care. watching next? Yeah, right, yeah. What movie are we watching That's next? Because we are bringing Taylor back for every movie breakdown. Um, but yeah, that there it is, guys. That was... Yeah. You can watch it. Like, leave us your comments. <laughs> yeah. Let us know what you yeah. think. Yeah. Please, please <laughs> hit us up uh, on Instagram, as always, at embrace underscore podcast. Um, and let us know what you think. Also, you can drop into Taylor's DMs and tell her what you think as well yeah. at... RVA Community Fridges on Instagram. Make sure you donate at her uh, GoFundMe campaign uh, pages, RVA Community Fridges. Thank you guys so much for rocking with us. That was You People Breakdown. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks, everyone.